Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Network Marketing Success Podcast, MLM Success Podcast, whatever the heck the name of this is. Uh, my name is Dale Calvert. I appreciate you being here. I hope you're having a phenomenal week. I 1000% am enjoying this journey. So many exciting things happening. So many life-altering stories are being formed right now. I just wish everybody could feel as fired up and unstoppable as I do right now. Uh, this week, I'm going to share with you how to become an unstoppable network marketing team builder. Uh, I really believe I've got the formula, and I'm excited to share it with you. Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. i got to be honest with you. Last week when uh, I was preparing our team webinar, uh, I had a crazy thought, just a wild hair. And I got the idea that we should have a CMG book club designed for network marketing, team builders, people that are coming down this path, working on their own personal journey towards network marketing leadership and becoming all they can be in this profession. Uh, let me explain a little bit. I, I would tell you that I, I never read a book in high school. Uh, I could go over to our local college. We have a little small town college, Georgetown College. And I could go over there and get the cliff notes uh, when it was absolutely necessary. Uh, a midsummer night dream comes to mind for some reason. But uh, anyway, early in my career, I set a go to read a book a month. Uh, when I really got into the personal development aspect of network marketing and and realized that there were actually bookstores and malls where you could go in and buy books. And, and in those bookstores, there were sections called personal development. And again, a whole new world was opening up to this 20-year-old snot-nosed kid when I first started. And, you know, it, it became absolutely a habit. And my go, on my go board, I had a sheet numbered 1 through 12, and my go was to read a book a month. And I did that every year uh, for five years. And today, I probably average a couple books a week uh, through, re through physical books and also on Audible. It's just habitual. It's what I do. Uh, I don't read any books uh, on anything to do with network marketing. No network marketing books, but, you know, honestly, they make me throw up a little in my mouth. Uh, most network marketing books should all have the title, uh, tell newbies what they want to hear. So 
I can sell them what I want to sell them. I, you know, I mean, it's just I don't read network marketing books. You know, GoPro should have been titled uh, How I Climbed in Jeff Olson's Pocket and and can, and pay Gary V to teach me how to convince the masses I could teach them to do that, which I've never did, done. I mean, I could go on and on. I'll just shut up. <laughs> I will say this. I believe most network marketing authors and leaders sincerely want to help people. But before you decide that they can help you, you know, the most important question you can ask yourself is, who is this person and why should I be listening to them? And honestly, the only person that can really answer that question is those that they've worked with in the past who are in their personal downlines. I mean, if you want to see a network marketing guru go in their pants, you know, ask them to just say, tell me about one person that you personally recruited who had never been successful in network marketing before or who never been in network marketing before that you helped get to a full-time income. Because most gurus are just promoting and supporting other gurus and you've got these these high ego people for the most part that are just clamming together and uh, brown nosing each other, honestly. And so I don't read any network marketing books. They make me throw up in my mouth. Uh, I don't attend generic events in Las Vegas. I've talked about that before. Honestly, it's just been beyond disturbing to me over the last 10, 15 years, you know, prior to COVID, I would accept up to two speaking events uh, during weekends uh, during a month uh, because I just, I, the travel is something I don't enjoy anymore. And I would go and it was all I could do just to just sit through uh, corporate events, uh, honestly. Uh, so, I don't read network marketing related books and I don't recommend that you do. I believe everybody should find one mentor, whoever that may be, and plug into and do everything, plug into their systems, learn everything you can and don't have an original thought until you're at least at $10,000 a month, which is what Mark Yarnell recommended to me years ago. That's when I found Jim Burke and I had over 200 audios from him and any time I was having uh, problems with clarification on any aspect of the business, I could go and find a couple audios by him and just listen to him over and over and get my mind wrapped around the right ideas, concepts, principles, and move forward. And move forward. So uh, today... Most of the books I go through are business classics. I read a lot of psychology-related books. Christian authors and biographies are pretty much what where my reading time and my audible time is spent. Today, uh, you know, there's a reason wealthy people's homes have libraries, someone told me and years ago. And today I've got, you know, an tr- unbelievable amount of books and tapes and audios. I'm an audible junkie. Uh, normally every night from about midnight to 3 a.m., 
I am in a just-in-time learning education mode. That's my time. It, whatever topic that I'm trying to study or learn and and educate myself more about. So I believe in books as much as anybody. I sincerely do. But I also know that knowledge without action leads to self-delusion. So it's kind of concerning. I've never been in a book club. I, I never have. I don't know anything about a book club. I, I don't even know how to hardly spell book club. But I got this wild hair when I was putting this presentation together for our team last week, not this particular presentation, but a training, and I threw it out there, and people really responded. A lot of people did. So I guess we're moving forward in that direction, which I'm fine. Uh, again, I'm trying to take my thoughts and my my leadership and my understanding. I'm just trying to get to different levels and do things maybe that uh, I understand that uh, different people need different support groups and environments. And I think probably the 7 o'clock every evening I've, I've shared with you guys about a group of people are getting together every 7 o'clock via Zoom and doing outreach through uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and different platforms, just prospecting, and they're doing it together on their own computer. But everybody's sitting there in the room together on Zoom, and if a question comes up, people can get an immediate answer. And it's just been extremely valuable for helping people get into a rhythm of building their business. So I guess that's where the book club idea kind of came from. But I was thinking back in the one of the – well, the very first speaker – that I ever hired to come in and speak to our organization was Charlie Tremendous Jones. And if you don't know anything about Charlie Tremendous Jones, I mean, he was something else. Lord bless his soul. He's, he's gone on now. But he was an unbelievable human being. And his whole life's work was getting people to start reading again. And he did a fabulous talk, and he was loved by our organization. And if, if you've never heard of Charlie Tremendous Jones, his story and probably a couple of videos, oh, I know a couple of videos on Charlie are at puremotivation.com, puremotivation.com, Charlie Tremendous Jones. He's definitely worth checking out. So he was one of the very first speakers that we had, and he got inspired our people to read and I had, of course, shared with our organization at that time, you know, my goals in the beginning when I first started was read 12 books a year and so on and so forth. And a lot of you probably heard Curry last week talk about the importance of books in his life today and how, you know, if, if someone recommends a book, he, he buys it on the spot. And uh, so I thought, that probably played into my decision to start a book club. And then some of you have probably seen the video I did on YouTube uh, after our fire when we were going through our warehouse. And it was it's called something about Jim, the wisdom of Jim Rohn and just showed some of uh, my books and audio programs I've purchased through, throughout the years. I'll put a link there. In the description, I'll try to remember and do that. Let me make a note because it's worth really 
I think it'll really drive home the point that I'm not just talking the talk here. I mean, you're listening to somebody that's walked the walk and something that I really do believe in. Formal education makes you a living. If you become self-educated, you can create a fortune. And I've never in my life have been, have have spoke to anyone or know anyone that has invested more in books and audio programs and seminars than I have, even when it hurt. I mean, early on, I took 10% of my income and put it into personal education, 10%. Uh, when Dawn and I met years ago, I told her there's only two things I spend money on. Number one is is personal education. Number two is memories. That's it. I don't care about clothes. I don't care about, I'm going to drive a, a car that I enjoy dr- driving, but I don't, I don't spend a lot of money on stuff at all. You know, I, I, I just don't. And I, it's just not my thing. I don't care. I don't care what label my jeans have as long as they're comfortable, uh, or whatever, you know, uh, uh so I believe in personal education, something I always have believed in. 10% of my income has always went to personal education, even in the early years when it hurt. You know, I've had years where I had to invest, where I invested over $100,000 in seminars and personal education. You know, I was at the first official internet marketing conference in the United States in uh, Los Angeles years ago, hosted by uh, Jay Abraham, and I can remember paying $15,000 uh, for myself and my wife to attend and and really didn't think anything about it because when I was making $500 a month profit in my network marketing business in the early days, that $50 to buy a Nightingale Conant, that, that 10%, that $50 to buy a Nightingale Conant audio program, it, it, it hurt. It hurt. But it was worth it. You know, last week, you you guys heard Matt Morris. He says, empty your wallet into your mind, and your mind will fill your wallet. And there's no truer words ever spoken. We become what we develop, the mindsets that we develop. You know, that, that's it. I mean, this business is built between your ears. Uh, yeah, I've said many times, many over the years that, Five years from now, you're going to be the same person you are today. You will be. The only exception will be the books you read, the audios you listen to, or the podcast, and the people you hang around. And it's it's really not the books or the audios or the people. The real secret, the real secret is what you tell yourself, the self-talk, when you're around the people listening to the podcast or reading the books, it's all really about self-talk, self-talk, programming your mind for success. So, and then there is a difference. This is important. I've never said this, but it's true. I thank Alan Knight for this. Talked to Alan last week. Alan's on our team out in California. And there is a difference between self-talk, monitoring your self-talk, and affirmation. Affirmations are used to program your mind 
for success. Self-talk and being aware of your self-talk is is something that you can do to, to so you don't continue to support self-limiting beliefs. And I'm going to say that again because this is important. I want you guys to really get this. There's a difference between self-talk and affirmation. Affirmation is, you know, I'm I'm excited that we've just finished our event in Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. There was over 10,000 people there and 500 people on our team have now created full-time six-figure incomes and 10 of them are millionaires. Okay, that's affirmation. That's putting in, that's working towards what you want. It's it's speaking your world into existence. Uh, self-talk is the internal conversation you have with yourself all day long and it's either for you or against you. And when it's, when it's against you, you have to consciously say, cancel, cancel, and replace that that internal self-talk with a the positive. Like, you know, there's no way I'm ever going to be able to drive that ca- the car that I want. Cancel, cancel. You can drive that car. Smell it. Drive it around the block in your mind. You can have it. Go for it. Don't stop. So that's that's the difference and and becoming aware of our internal self-talk is very difficult you know we've talked about uh dr shad hamstetter's book multiple times uh we've talked about the seven day mental diet and other books that will help you become aware of your self-talk and get on your own team become your own cheerleader we've talked about that many times so in my conversation with alan he was talking about Uh, a book that he wanted to share with me that he made a big difference for him because he said when he would, you know, he was doing affirmations early, early. And it was like, he's telling himself what he wants and his subconscious mind saying, who do you think you're fooling Alan? That's not going to happen for you. And he, and I think everybody that's ever done affirmations has experienced that. And, you know, I just personally just grinded through it, just fought through it. You know, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve and what we think about comes about. Today, our imagination is a preview of our life's coming attractions. You know, I don't want to doubt. Shakespeare said our doubts are traitors, which which cause us to lose the good that we might attain because it makes our doubts make us fear to attempt. So I want to get in action, stay in action. You know, Einstein, to- Einstein told us that a body emotional stay in motion. I know the consistent effort doesn't always bring consistent results, but it always brings success. And so I would just plow through my affirmations. And, and he shared with me a book that he said really made a huge impact for him. It was uh, the book of affirmations, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N. S by Noah St. John. I'll find the link and put it in the in the notes. And uh, I I've, I've ordered the book and a couple of 
uh, Audible programs by him. He's on my list that I will get to and listen to. If I'm not in a mode of just-in-time learning, if there's not a specific idea concept that I'm evaluating, then I will listen to uh, audios that on personal development or biographies or, or the other topics that I've already shared with you. But most of the time I try to stay in a mode of just-in-time learning because there's a lot that I still need to learn and I'm still continuing to learn. And when you're green, you grow. When you're ripe, you rot. As who did Matt say that quote came from? I think it was Ray Kroc last week in the Burn Your Bridges podcast. So anyway, I've been thinking about this book club <laughs> and I've I thought, well, if we're going to do it, then we might as well open it up to everybody. You know, anybody, any network marker and any company that wants to participate and could benefit, then we don't need to be selfish. We just need to open it up. So if you'd like to be a member or like to learn more about it, there's nothing up right now. But by the time most people hear this podcast will be a year, two, three years from now. And if you want to learn more about it, I have bought the domain CMG. That's for Calvert Marketing Group, cmgbookclub.com. There's nothing there at the moment, but there will be probably by the time most people hear this. If you're listening as at the time this podcast is dropped, uh, you can just send a email that just says book club in the title. And send it to momsuccesspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll keep you guys in the loop as we build this out. The great news is we had a lot of people that uh, showed interest. Shelly Giddings, who has her education in uh, lit- literature. Uh, she's uh, actually a, a teacher, has her teaching degree I, or whatever she can teach. Literature, that's her education, uh, is her, her educational background. She's on our team. Uh, she's been involved in multiple book clubs. She, she volunteered to head it up. Uh, the first book is going to be The Magic of Thinking Big. So I, I love that book. I think it should be one of the first books network marketers read anyway. Um, so. That's going to be the first one. Uh, she has sent me a bunch of information that I have not gotten to yet, Shelly. But I will. I will. It's just, uh, again, we're moving in that direction and wanted to let everybody know about it. So this week, uh, I was doing some research and trying to find something to answer the question, how long does it take for people to become comfortable and competent? Comfortable and competent. Um, as you know, we've been in an all-out massive action uh, last 90 days or so, you know, since the first of the year, and just some awesome things happening. But you see so, so many people 
you know, in front of the same hurdles. It's the same questions over and over and over. This business is beyond predictable. It just is. And everybody enters with different skill sets, mindsets, credibility, self-belief, and so on and so forth. Everybody starts at a different place, but wherever you start, everybody has to travel the same road. I mean, that's just the, the truth of maximizing uh, your upside potential within the network marketing business model. The road's the same. The work's the same. The work is the same. Create customers, build teams. And so, you know, with our foundation, with our tree trunk, our foundation a lot of people weren't about the branches on the tree and the leaves on the tree, and they never built the trunk. They don't have the right trunk. They're, they're building on, a, on the wrong foundation. So the foundation of any network marketing organization is, what is going, what's going to be your process, your steps to recruit, and what are going to be your customer acquisition system? What's going to be your process there? How are you going to acquire customers? What is the system to bring them through? And, you know, many of you have heard me talk about with our system, uh, we do a $5 letter that's working like awesome, awesome. Every 10 letters mailed out, people are getting seven people that are ordering, seven to eight people that are ordering our samples from that. Uh, about 40% of those people if, and this is a huge if, if the team member is proficient in doing the right text at the right time and inviting people to the customer webinar in a timely manner, as we outline in the system, if they're proficient at implementing the system, then we're getting about a 40% customer ratio from the people that that mailed out the samp- the the initial letter so from the initial 40 letters they're getting you know they're ending the, the month they mail out 10 letters a week for the first 4 weeks they're in the program and at the end of the first month they're looking at you know 7 to 10 to 11 12 customers if they implement the system correctly it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And a lot of people send the samples out and then they don't follow up quickly and correctly. Uh, as the timeline indicates in our training system. And it's just been kind of un- flabbergasting to me, honestly, how some people follow it to a T. They get phenomenal results. Some people halfway do it. They don't get, you know, near the same results. And some people just absolutely just blow it. And and it's like, here's the system. If you do it correctly, you're going to have about 10, 7, 8, 10 customers at the end of 30 days. At the end of your first 30 days in this program, and the number of people that don't follow it as it's designed and laid out as specific as we possibly can, with the timelines in place, it's just kind of mind-boggling. It really is. I mean, think about this. You know, there's people that have been involved with companies six months, a year, two years, three years, five years that don't have 10 customers. 
And we realistically can help people develop 10 customers their first 30 days in the program. Why would people not follow that? Like, like I mean, and not deviate from it at all. It, it's mind-blowing to me. And this is the kind of stuff that I think about a lot. I really do. So, and and trying to understand how long it takes for people to become competent. Because I've always said and I've always observed that most people do this business right if they ever do it right the second time. The second time. You know, it's like, People have been around this profession 5, 10, 15 years. They got bits and pieces of the leaves, and they got a branch here and there, but they never figured out the trunk, and they never learned how the tree is built sequentially. Sequentially. That's one of the most important words in this profession. Sequentially. And so anyway, I'm really excited because I found a a TED Talk that answered that question for me. Uh, and it's going to be the topic this Monday on our team training, which has already happened uh, by the time anybody listens to this podcast, because this podcast will drop Tuesday. So uh, Monday we're doing the, the team, the team, team training on this concept of, you know, how do you, how long does it take to become competent? How long does it take? And uh, I actually have written an article. It's already online. You can go check this out. And I'll probably, I might put our team meeting, the webinar that we do, that's been done by the time most of you listen to this. I might put it with the article as well. But I do have the TED Talk there. And if you want to check that out, it's momsuccess.com forward slash 20, the numeral 20-hour-rule. momsuccess.com forward slash numeral 20-hour-rule. So the answer, obviously, based upon this TED Talk and the research that's been done, is about 20 hours. 20 hours. Which... uh in my mind, is great news because the other thing that we're doing is after the initial launch, you know, we're having uh, people launch their business hopefully within 30 days, but at least within 90 days. In the first 90 days, we want them to expose at least, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 people to the, to the overview video on their website, the little three, four-minute video, and then the people that request more information, then we take them to a play too. But what we're really looking for is 50 people that watch the video and say, no, I'm not open for more information. Or that's, that's the recruiting side of the tree trunk, the base are people that have ordered the samples, and again, we're getting 70-80% of the people that receive the letter ordering the samples. So we're looking for people that have ordered the samples, got on the customer acquisition video, 
and then decided they would not be a customer right now. So what we're really looking for is 50 no's. Because I know if people can get 50 no's within 30 days, 60, 90 days at the most, get their business launched, get those 50 no's, then they're going to they're gonna be ready to roll. And then from that point, we take them to lead, lead outreach, focusing on uh, adding team members. And we do that multiple ways. And we have over 14, 15, 16 different ways now uh, on our private team site. And basically all of that, all 15, 16 uh, lead generation methods are focused on outreach. And that can be through uh, Facebook buy-sell groups. It can be through Craigslist. It can be through Facebook network marketing groups. It can be through LinkedIn. It can be through drop cards, it can be through multiple ways. Uh, we use MLM Gateway in a very unique way. And here's my point, and this is why I wanted to do the research, because all of those are lead generation methods that can really be learned uh, within one week. If a person says, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to learn how to do Craigslist outreach this week. And every Sunday night, they get on the team Zoom where everybody's doing outreach. And we're starting one of those actually during the day as well this week, starting tomorrow, Monday. And people can go online in the Zoom room. Everybody's there working on outreach. And they can focus on Craigslist outreach. Really, they can do it not even a week, two or three days of doing Craig's, Craigslist, Craigslist outreach. And they will have that outreach system down. It's real simple. It's copy paste, copy paste. When they respond, do this. When they, because everything is leading to play one, play two. All lead generation leads to play one, play two. All customer lead generation leads to the website that we have set up where people can order samples. Does that make sense? So. My thought is how long is, does it take for people to master this, to get competent? They don't have to be an expert, but how long does it take to get competent? And see, the reality is they can spend three days following because on our training site, we have a video where I walk people through it. Here's the copy and paste. It's all right there in front of you. It's just doing the daggone activity. And if you do it two or three days in a row, most of the outreach campaigns that we, we're teaching, you can learn within three or four or five days easily because everything points to the same play one, play two. Does that make sense? People overcomplicate this. And, and I understand, but they overcomplicate it. They really do. They overcomplicate it. The trunk, the base is customer acquisition. That's in our case, our candy vitamin samples website. The, 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 the foundation for looking for team members, the right people at the right time in their life, the exposure is, you know, the North America launch team site. So those are the two bases. And then it all comes down to how many people can you expose 
to those two base systems. Again, X number of people contacted equals your reasons fulfilled. So all outreach, all outreach, once you learn it, you're just pointing them to the same thing over and over and over. This business becomes monotonous after a while. When you know how to generate leads, it becomes monotonous. So if we're doing safe list promotion, our safe list promotion, point them to the same thing. Everything that we're teaching points them to the same thing. Now, if a person doesn't have a lot of computer skills, and we have some people that are in their 70s that are working with us, don't have a lot of computer skills, but I take them through step-by-step video to show them how to set up their safe list, list promotions I give them five or six or seven different messages that we call it a swipe file that they can just copy and paste and take my name out, put their name in, put in their link to their base website. And they just, once they learned, you know, how to use List Joe correctly, then they can move to the next one and the next one. And we have 13 different videos with 13 different safe lists that we've tested and that are working that we're getting leads from and we have the video to show you how and we're just walking them through step by step by step and if they do it enough repetition is the mother learning but my whole thought this week has been how long should it really take for people to learn and master the outreach part of it and here's what i've understood from for many years Network marketing is different than any other business model or any other skill that you want to learn because it's emotional. We get connected to the outcome, and there's a fear factor. What if they ask me this and I don't know it? Well, by having these outreach Zooms available for people to log into twice a day, then if they have a question come up, they can get it answered right there because there's somebody there that's already had that question answered. There's only about four or five questions that people ask you when you're recruiting. You just hear the same things over and over. They might be said a little bit differently. But once you get – so how long does it take to, to develop that competence? And that's really what I've been trying to really wrap my brain around this week, and I ran across this this 20-hour principle, and again, I've, I've shared with you the article, and that, again, that's what I'm going to be talking about this week. So there's a difference between becoming competent and becoming elite. There's a difference. There's a difference between becoming co- competent and becoming elite. And see, I think what happens a lot of times, people look at elite prospectors, elite recruiters, elite people in this profession that have lots of customers, and they think, I can never become that good. And the reality is, the reality is, they probably won't become that good. So... You Not everybody wants to become an, an unstoppable network marketing team builder, but people want to become competent. 
And the learning curve is not as steep as most people think they think that it is. And, you know, after you've spent about 20 hours on, on one subject, one topic, mastering one system, one game, whether it be safe list promotion or anything else that we we're teaching to our team, once you've got it, you've got it. Now to become elite with it, it's going to take a lot more time. And I think the thing that was really messing me up is many of you I know have seen uh, the theory that Malcolm Gladwell wrote wrote about, uh, and it's called the ten thousand hour rule. And you, many of you probably heard this because a lot of personal development and business coaches have jumped all over after Gladwell came out with the book. Uh, the actual book was a New York Times bestseller, still, still a bestseller. Uh, it came out in 2008, and it's called uh, The Outliers. I'll try to remember and put a link in the show notes just in case some of you don't have that or haven't read it. But his basic concept idea thesis was that, you know, how do you become an elite performer like the top, top of the top of the top in whatever industry or profession. And he said that the 10,000 hour rule says that if you look at any kind of cognitive complex field, and, and I would just say, I believe there is no more cognitive complex field than building a team, a volunteer army of independent contractors, free men and women, as we talked about a few weeks ago in the article that Robert wrote, uh, free men and women that can come and go as they please. You can't fire them. Uh, There's no more (laughs) cognitive complex agenda. So so anyway, let me get back to his original quote. He said, the 10,000-hour rule says that if you look at any of the cognitive complex fields from playing chess to being a neurosurgeon, we see this incredibly consistent pattern that you cannot be good and elite at good and at the elite level unless you practice for 10,000 hours, which is roughly 10 years. If you think about four hours a day. So, that that's the 10,000 hour theory. Again, a lot of people have talked about it after this book came out. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell's a clinical, I think he's a psychologist and a publisher, uh, a writer, researcher. And it really created a lot of stir. I remember when it first came out in 2008 and, and I remember when I'm reading it, it's like, absolutely. That's the truth. No question about it. And people talk about, you know, and I talk about Michael Jordan a lot. You know, you don't have to have Michael Jordan talent. Uh, you know, I was, I would love to play basketball at the University of Kentucky, but, you know, I didn't have the God given tools to do it. I had the desire. I had the want to, but I didn't have, I didn't have the height or whatever. And, you know, and I think about Michael Jordan, and I think about Kobe Bryant, and and I think about Pete Rose. 
if you look at the elite of the elite, yes, a lot of them had God-given talent, skills, and abilities. No question about it. But, man, they went above and beyond. I can remember reading about Pete Rose, like he was always the first one at the ballpark and he would take extra batting practice down in the cage, down in the cage under the, under the field before the regular batting practice started. And he would go three for five in a game. And after every game, just about, they said he was down there on the batting machines, pitching machines, taking more batting practice. Uh, Nobody else did that. Everybody's heard the stories about Kobe Bryant and just relentless practicing his craft. Same for Michael Jordan. And the list goes on and on and on. And that's the attitude that the top, the elite take to their craft. And, and I remember reading this book and thinking, absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's what it takes. And and that's really discouraging for a lot of people, especially in network marketing, when people are trying to figure out how to do this part time and and work towards you know creating a full time income and a large duplicating team. But you've also probably heard me say that my biggest growth spurt in this profession is when I was working fifty two hours a week at IBM on my regular job. And 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 so, what does it take to really become elite? And and according to this principle that Gladwell did the research on 10,000 hours. So when I stop and I think about that, I think about, okay, honestly, when I started, I was spending about 55 hours a week with Shackley when I was part-time. And and I can say that because literally 8 to 10 hours a week or excuse me, eight to ten hours a day, every day, I was listening to audio cassettes, which is the whole reason I started this podcast. I know there's people that are truck drivers that we, you know, that are listening to this podcast every single day. I cannot tell you the number of people say, Dale, I've been binging on your podcast for, for years, it seems like, or whatever. So I understood the power of podcast because my experience when I started in Shackley and I had a Walkman and on my assembly line job, I could listen to those audio cassettes eight, 10 hours a day. I can tell you that when I went to pick up the Dodge Viper, some of you've heard this story, but when I bought my Dodge Viper and, you know, and the guy's salesman's talking to me about it, and he's talking about all the features and everything that comes with it, and you've got this 8-track tape player and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I don't want an 8-track tape player. He said, what are you talking? I said, no. He said, I said, I want a cassette. I want a cassette deck. He said, they don't come with cassette decks. I said, look, I want to buy the car, but you need to figure out how to get a cassette deck in it. He said, why in the world would you want a cassette deck? Cassette decks, you have all that popping. You don't have the, the music that doesn't come through like like on a cassette like it does on a CD. I said, you don't understand, dude. I said, I won't be listening to music. I said, I'm going to be listening to Zig Ziglar and Les Brown. And I'm going to be listening to audio cassettes because it wasn't for audio cassettes. I would have never had the opportunity to buy this Viper. Long story short, 
I got my Viper, and it had a cassette deck in it. You got to turn your car, your automobile, into a university on wheels. And with today, you know, you can listen to podcasts right through your car. I mean, it's like phenomenal. So I, I was in a unique situation that now many of you are in. And I, I figure I put at least 55 hours a week because I was doing, I was, I was scheduling 30 appointments every single month. Uh, and I had my numbers down and I was, I was doing two appointments every Tuesday, two appointments every Thursday, four appointments every Saturday was scheduled. Uh, you know, I had eight appointments a week scheduled, uh, 32 a month. And it usually ended up being around 30 and I knew, I knew. So, so what, what I want to, what, what I want to do, I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to give you the, the three steps to becoming an unstoppable network marketing leader. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And for number one was real simple. Understanding, getting from your head to your heart. X number of people contacted equals reasons fulfilled and getting the emotions out of it. The outcome does not matter. It's the number. X number of people contacted equals reasons fulfilled. And and again, guys, I'm talking about like I had my 10,000 hours in. Well, not 10,000, but I averaged 55 hours a week, 50 days, 50 days or 50 weeks a year. I'm giving myself that credit with the understanding that eight to ten hours of the of those hours every week or every day, every day was listened to audios. And, you know, wasn't actually doing the do, but I, I did the do, but you know, not 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 fifty five hours a week. Most of that time was education time. Only because uh I couldn't be doing the do. You got to do the do. You got to you got to do the activities. I mean, there's people that are listening to me right now, and at seven o'clock or eight o'clock or six thirty, which is prime time to get your opportunity and products in front of people and be following up on the phone. You know, you're listening to podcasts or whatever, and you think you're, you're you think you're doing the business because you're listening to a podcast. No, you got to you got to be smart with your time. You got to be smart with your time. It's not just about learning, it's about implementing that which you learn. So, I figure 55 hours a week for 50 weeks, that's 2700 hours a week. So within 3 years, I was at 8250 hours. I wasn't at quite at 10,000 yet, but I was at 8250 and and that's real numbers, guys. I mean, it's probably more than that, honestly. So at the end of three years, everything changed. I mean, honestly, there was times during those first three years I felt like I wanted to quit every day. Okay, but persist, persist, persist. People start, then they quit. You know, people join and then they don't do anything. All the stuff that we all have to go through. But here's my point. After three years, my business got to an entirely different level. 
And, and I think it was because I accepted what I already knew. And there's three things that I think really made all the difference for me after three years. And, and again, 8,250 hours. Number one was again, understanding it's the law, not the, not the, the theory. It's called the law of averages. That's why I've said a thousand times the Jim Rohn audio, how to build a business, how to build a network marketing business, where it talks about the three basic laws, memorize it. X number, and Jim didn't say this, but this is the easy way for me to remember it. Jim just taught the law of averages. And the law of averages is basically comes down to this. You have to contact so many people to get what you want to get, to go where you want to go, to achieve what you want to achieve. I wanted to get out of IBM. I wanted to drive a brand new car and qualify for the company's bonus car program. And I wanted to go to Hawaii. That's what I wanted. And for me to have that happen, the law of averages says, Dale, before that's going to happen, there's X number of people you're going to have to expose to the company's products and the opportunity. X number of people contacted equals reasons fulfilled. So my numbers were, Okay, Dale, you've got to set 30 appointments a month. If you set 30, you'll complete 15, you know, because people stand you up and what have you and so on and so forth. But if you complete 15, you're going to enroll five people, probably more. And if you can, can, can enroll five new people every single month, you can control your financial destiny in this profession. Pretty simple, easy to understand, not easy to implement, takes a lot of you have to get to a place, a different level where you're just focused. I'm going to make it happen. I will not be denied. So that's number one. How many people are you talking to every single day, every single week? It's a numbers game, period. End of story. You're looking for the right people at the right time in their life, and you got to do a lot of outreach. That's number one. Number two, I decided, and, and again, Number one, the thing that really got that from my head to my to my heart is when I went up in Ohio, I can't remember if it was Columbus or Dayton, and I heard Jim Rohn live for the first time, and he did the three basic laws talk. And that day, I was never the same after that. I'd heard it on audio multiple times, but there was something about hearing it live. It went boom, right to my heart. I got it, never doubted it, never looked back. Never doubted it since. I got it. Law of averages works for everybody. It even work for you, Dale. It doesn't matter if you're in a town of 400 population, stamping ground, Kentucky, little small town that nobody's ever heard of. The law of averages will still work for you. You don't have to be in San Diego for the law of averages to work for you. People around here are different. Doesn't matter what the people around, the people around there don't mean diddly has nothing to do with the law. The law is the law. You either implement the law or you don't implement the law. And if you don't implement the law, then you can continue to just cross your fingers and complain about, you know, people around here don't have any ambition. They don't want to do anything. They just have a job mentality. How many times do we have to hear that? It drives me crazy. You either accept the law or you don't. Get it from your head to your heart. You will find the right people. There's more people right now because of COVID looking for what we have to offer than ever in the last 15, 20 years. 
I talk to them every week. Every week. Yes, there's a lot of idiots and morons and people that are just looking for friends and for you to convince them why they should join you instead of Amway. But you don't have to spend one bit of time with those people next. You're looking for the right people the right time in your life, and the law of averages will work for you. you got to get that from your head to your heart. That's number one. Number two, I decided three years in, I've read enough personal development books, Psycho-Cybernetics, Think and Grow Rich, Magic of Thinking Big, so on and so forth. I've read plenty of them. The Power of Positive Thinking had a bunch of them, read them all. And I made the decision after three years, because you got to figure, guys, at three years at that point, I'd read 36 books. Most of them were attitude-related. And they were all saying the same thing, which was what Napoleon Hill had told us in Think and Grow Rich in 1934. What the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Real simple. What you think about comes about. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I could go on and on and on. The overwhelming reality of that, what Zig had told me through audio cassette that started me on this path to begin with, you are where you are in your life because of what's gone into your mind. The only way to change where you are is to change what goes into your mind. The overwhelming reality of that just slapped me upside the face. And it's like I made the decision, Dale, you're going to have to consciously daily program your mind for success. And that's when I started the programming your mind for success, my personal journey with that. And I didn't talk about it till years later, years later, when we released the first programming your mind for success package to our team. And that was years down the road. But it's what I did, the affirmations, the My Perfect Day, visualization of that, 15 minutes a day, every day, started my day, living my life's coming attractions, thinking about what I wanted, where I wanted to go, how that bonus car was going to smell when I drove it the first time how much fun it was going to be to drive it by my negative relatives' homes. Visualize, and I drove that car hundreds, thousands of miles before I ever picked it up, before I ever earned it. Visualization, Dale, you got to program your mind for success. But these affirmations, I don't feel, they feel funny. Okay, you got to get into some subliminal stuff, some subliminal audios to, penetrate and get past your conscious mind directly to your subconscious mind. Everything those of you that are members of our Programming Your Mind for Success program know, have access to. Stuff that people thought was woo-woo back then, that science has proven to be true today. So I consciously started programming my mind for success. The third thing, and this is the most difficult, and it's the thing that most 
network markers, quote-unquote leaders, never get this concept from their head to their heart. This is number three. I am in, I'm not in the sponsoring business. I'm not in the gathering customers business. Uh, I am in the leadership development business. That's my job. Nobody really talks about that except myself. I mean, really, nobody really, you aren't going to hear people harp on this, but I'm here to say it's the, it's one of the top three things, concepts, philosophies that you got to get from your head to your heart if you want to become an unstoppable network marketing team builder. It's always the person in the mirror. You can blame your downline. You can talk about this person doesn't get this, that person doesn't get that, but it, but it's always the person in the mirror. See, one of the things that we were having a lot, and we're going to all have this, and we're going to continue to have this uh, at this point in time in history. We didn't have it when I first started back in the day, but one of the objections when people get their first 50 decisions, as I was talking about earlier with the launch process, and one of the things I kept seeing over and over and over was, I'm not going to do MLM again. Why? And because we asked their name, you know, what was their objection? And then what did you do with them? Did you put them in your Eagle file? Did you put them in your general database? Did you sponsor them? Or do you never want to talk to them again and you scratch them forever? And one of the things I kept seeing over and over was burnout on network marketing. Lulu Rowe stole all my money, you know. I'll never do network marketing again. I was seeing a lot of this because everybody submits these 50, their first 50 responses. So again, I'm collecting data all the time. And I kept seeing this over and over. So finally I said, you know what? I understand those people. I mean, two weeks before I joined APL Go, I was, I was selling everything, every, <laughs> I was liquidating everything. All my, all my network marketing related websites. All my intellectual property, th- this podcast, everything. I'm just moving in a different direction, man. I gave it all I had for as long as I can. I'm, I'm just moving in a different direction because it's never going to be what it wa- what it once was, was my thought at the time. And I still believe that. I still believe it'll never be what it once was. But, man, that doesn't mean this team can't rock it. We can rock it. When the stars line up, When the, if the stars are lined up and they are, I don't care what everybody else in the profession is doing. I haven't cared for 25 years. Why am I going to start now? So, I I mean, when people say I'm burnt out, man, I get it. I understand it. I don't blame you. I'm burnt out too. All the garbage and the misconceptions and the misideas and the misinformation that's been propagated throughout this profession over the years, it's unbelievable. The only reason the profession is still here is because it's so daggone powerful. I mean, I get that. And I realize, hey, I get it. I understand. I don't blame them for thinking that. Most most great leaders in this industry have quit the industry at least once, most of them twice. So I get it. I don't blame them. 
But what are we going to do about it? But what are we going to do about it? Because this is a common objection. So what can we do about it? Because, see, they're trying to compare what we're doing with Mel Luca or something that's been around for 30 years. They're trying, you know, one bad apple doesn't doesn't spoil the whole bunch. That's true. But the reality is there's a lot of bad apples in the, in the basket in this profession, not because it's bad people. It's just bad information that has been propagated because we can no longer create closed cultures on our teams. So, you know, they listen to these self-proclaimed gurus and all these people, you know, they failed 11 times, they failed 14 times, and, and then they decided they're going to teach everybody how, they, how, how to build a business, even though they've never really done it. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. No, I, I get it. I don't blame people. But what are we going to do about it? See, the answer is always in the mirror. What are we going to do about it? So we developed a website called MLM Never Again. MLMneverAgain.com. And, and so when we get that objection now, it's, hey, I don't blame you. I understand. But would you do me one favor? Just go check out this website. If it speaks to you, cool. If it doesn't, no problem. And could I, would it be okay if I got your postal mailing address so I could get some samples in your hands? And that's how we're going to reply, respond to that. And I, and we released it and I told everybody on our team, look, you got people right now you need to go ahead and send to this website that you've already talked to. And they have. And, you know, we got an email. I get emails almost daily. I got an email yesterday from someone that this lady had talked to this lady, you know, two months ago, burnout, not going to ever do it again. She sent her to MLM never again. She watched the videos there and called her and said, I'm ready to go. I want to be part of this team. So it always comes back to me. It's like, Dale, how can you get better? How can you help your people better? What tool do they need? When this comes up, what do we do? It's it's systemizing it to a point of a franchise. People know. They got it. They got it. They understand. So the third thing is I had to realize I'm in the leadership development business. The answer is always in the mirror. They all don't wish it was easier or wish people were smarter or wish people understood better or had more emotional intelligence. You got to take full responsibility because your team is a reflection of your leadership or lack thereof. My job is not to find leaders. It's to develop homegrown leaders. We are in the leadership development business period end of story. So those three things, those three ideas came together after three years, and I'm estimating 8,250 hours, so I didn't have, quite have my 10,000 hours in at that point, but today I've got probably 40,000 or 50,000 hours into this profession, studying it how to help people perform at a higher level, how to help people break through their own limiting beliefs, how to help people jump their hurdles and and keep on running. And then I think the other thing that happened for me, I'd already started my program in your mind for success. 
my my initial program for myself, I had already understood that they'll, your long-term income is going to be in direct portion of the number of leaders that are developed on your team. You're in the leadership development business. And then when I went to that seminar and heard Jim live, the same talk I'd heard on audio hundreds of times, and it got from my head to my heart, those three things, I came back a changed person. And here's something I've never said before. It's real important. And this is the only way I know to explain it. I went after this business and started building it like my life depended upon it. I started building it like my life depended upon it. Talking straight to people. Looking for the right people at the right time in their life. Not trying to convince anybody that they should do it. I'm looking for people looking for me. You can say I burnt my bridge. But the next the next year, award winner in that company, and some of you have seen the Power of the Dream video, you know, they flew us to California for the convention, picked us up in a limousine. I'd never been in a limousine before. Some of you have seen that whole story. Uh, the next year, two of the top five award winners in that company were frontline to us. Why? Because the systems were in place. The trunk of the tree was established. Here's what we do. And really, guys, you know, my track record of success for the next 17 years is pretty well documented just in that Power of a Dream video, uh, which is over at MLMSuccess.com and at MLMHelp.com. And that was my pattern until I retired from building teams after making millions of millions of dollars at age 39. I didn't quite have my 10,000 hours in before it all clicked, but I was close. I was close. And I can save you a lot of hours if you just do nothing but really believe the three steps that I've shared with you. I mean, really? So... After I retired, I coasted for 15 years and enjoyed every day and learned a lot and done multiple businesses and bought and sold different businesses and just coasted. And today, I can tell you, I'm in a place I've never been before. The stories that are being created and the families who we're going to touch, uh, this podcast five years from now, It's going to blow you away with the stories that you're going to hear that are being developed as we speak. I believe that. I have big goals today that money can't buy. I do. You know, when I talk about developing 500 six-figure earners on our team and 10 millionaires, I believe it's going to happen. And I understand to achieve your upside potential, 99% of the people listening to me, you got to get yourself. I don't care what your background is, what your experience, how much quote unquote success you've had. You've got to get your place. You got to get yourself to a place emotionally and psychologically that you've never been before. You know, build your business like your life depends upon it. You know, I, I get it. 
the Malcolm Gladwell is some article I something I've never have really talked about because for a lot of people that's very discouraging. Understandably. Understandably. But you don't have to be elite, you just have to be competent. Because if you're competent, you'll continue to hang around and grow and learn and over time get better and better and better and better and better if you stay focused on the right things. You don't have, people don't have to be elite to get results. They just have to be competent because 95% of people are not competent. They're not. So kind of going back to the book club, it's like, you know, Dale, what are people going to learn from a book club that they don't already know? And for a lot of people, nothing, but for many more, a lot. And, you know, Curry, Curry Russell and I were talking about this this week that there, we, we sometimes forget that a lot of people have not, they've been working under a job mentality for years and years and years. And they've never really been exposed to the magic of thinking big or this way of life, this way of thinking, uh, you know, having unlimited upside income potential. Or maybe they've been hanging out in network marketing social clubs for four or five or 10 or 12 or 15 years, just being part of the part of the group because they like, you know, the people here in this profession better than ladies at choir practice, which I've said 10,000 times and many of you knew that was coming. You know, so we got to understand different people join at different times and place in their life. Some will choose to accept the journey and the challenge and get on the road and start moving forward. And many won't, you know, so I, I, I think the saddest people that I run into contact with are people that have all the knowledge but don't have, but have never taken action on the knowledge or, or have, or maybe they took action at one time and they have trouble going all in and taking action again. And I get that. I mean, Zig Ziglar used to talk about the guy that he knew that knew more about sales and sales techniques than anybody he ever met and met was not involved in sales. He was, and never had been. He was, he was a barber that just read about sales. Uh, he says the most knowledgeable sales person that he are most knowledgeable person about sales he'd ever met. And, you know, I have a lot of people that I respect as human beings that have been around this industry for years and years and years. Many of them can, can teach my material better than I can. I promise you, but they cannot take this information and get to a place emotionally and psychologically. They've never been before and take action like their life depends upon it. I think about my friend in Texas, you know, and I met him 15, 20 years ago. I connected with him the first time I ever met him. I'll never forget. And had been in Amway in the past, maybe 15 years before that, had built to a direct distributorship. And he, he, he connected with what I was saying. And he's, he's kind of been involved with and followed me and a lot of things and, and, you know, he, he's an avid student and he needs this business. He's not getting any younger. His, his, his traditional business is very physically demanding. You know, he's in the hot sun in Texas all the time. We'll just call him Mr. K. And it's like, I can't figure out 
why he cannot, you know, just go for it. Go for it. You know, because I know the knowledge is there. The the connection with people is there. He's a very great people person. People connect with him. People like him. I don't understand. Why can't you just say, you know, I'm going after this like my life depends on it for the next year? What would happen? And he's one of many people that I've met and know and have relationships with today that I, 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 that blows my mind. It can't be all fear because if it is all fear, most of these people are smart enough to know, hey, you know what? This just scares me to death. I got to overcome this fear. How do I do that? Well, I got to reprogram my mind. How do I do that? Well, let's start with daily affirmations. Let's start with thinking about where do I want to be in five years and, and let's live that in my mind every day. And, and maybe it'll give me enough courage because activity creates courage, inactivity, fear. And then that's what I go back to is if, if I can just get people active, if I can get them plugged in and doing outreach once, one hour a day in the morning or night, take your choice. And the activity with the group, activity creates courage, inactivity, fear. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I, I just, I, 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 I can't figure it out sometimes. And then it comes back to Dale. The only person you can control is the one staring you back in the mirror. And that's the bottom line truth for all of us. But many of the most knowledgeable people I know have never built a significant team. And again, knowledge without action leads to self-delusion. And, and I think once you're around this profession and maybe you've had a little bit of success at one point uh, and you start to understand a lot of things like Matt was saying last week, the most detrimental thought that you can have is I've already seen that, already know that. And what that leads to is what I call MLM false pride. People have a sense of entitlement, and this can be at all levels. I did the whole podcast on this over at MLM Success. It was session 195. And what has happened, guys, over time, especially the last 20 years, is, in my opinion, network marketing is, has created a social club. And it's a great social club if you just want to hang around with cool friends. But it's not a business. And quite frankly, I'm not here for friends. You know, I want to, I mean, the best friends I'll ever have, the best friends that you'll ever have are people that you meet in this profession. But it's not the, it's, it's people that can get in the foxhole with you. You've got their back. They got yours. You know where they're coming from. They know where you're coming from. Those, those are true friendships. And though the best you'll ever have will be in this profession. And, and see the false pride aspect. There's a lot of people that stay where they are, even though they know they're in the wrong place at the wrong time in history, but they stay there. You know why? Because of the relationships that they develop. That is not a smart business decision because the truth, this is the truth. You have stronger, better friendships when you're in an environment that is inspiring greatness and everybody's moving forward and getting better and making money and having fun. You'll still keep the right friends when you, when you make the pivot, you'll still keep the good friends, uh, but you'll develop better friendships. And people don't realize that because I, I go back to my Shackley days and I remember thinking, man, 
these are the best friends I'll ever have. And I can't imagine going to to A.L. Williams. I would love to go to this company. I think he's going to change the world, which he did. You know, Herbalife is, looks awesome. I love their compensation plan. It's better than Shackley's. But I got my team that's dependent upon me and my friends. And I wasn't smart enough to realize back then that if I made the pivot, that a lot of them probably would have come with me because of the relationships we have. And if they didn't, it wasn't going to change the relationships. And by having a phenomenal opportunity to take to the marketplace instead of just a good one, what did Matt say? Good is the enemy of great. I want to go to the marketplace with the number one opportunity in the market. That's the way I, that's the way I want to go to the marketplace. And a lot of people get caught in that trap. Uh, they're loyal to, loyal to their company and probably in about a year or two we're going to do a whole podcast just on that because you know i've got a lot of people that were different companies three four five years they were not getting the support the direction the leadership they did not have the trunk of the tree in place uh they see the structure we have for people they think they've they've died and gone to heaven and people need to understand that sometimes in the real world you just have to pivot I mean, we don't think anything about, you know, the guy that's that, you know, was uh, in higher management at McDonald's and decides to go to Burger King because it's an, you know, it's it, it provides a better upward trajectory for their career in corporate America in the real world. That makes sense, but somehow in network marketing. It's shunned upon, and it and again it goes back to weak leadership, as I talked about. I don't know six months ago with uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the lady, but the plexus lady that some of you probably heard uh, on poaching distributors. Yeah, that was what the <laughs> that's what the podcast was about. So the the great news is you can learn this is the great news for people that are being freaked out right now by 10,000 hours here's the great news the great news is you won't conquer your fear in 20 hours if you have fear but you can learn to control it you won't be able to eliminate it in 20 hours but you can control it incompetency can be created in 20 hours According to the research, you know, done by Josh Kaufman, and I and I sincerely believe that it can. Again, that 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 article mlmsuccess dot com forward slash twenty dash hour dash rule, the numeral twenty. So that's what I had to share with you guys. What are your thoughts about the book club? I, I'm I'm really curious. You can send me any kind of comments you want at mlmsuccesspodcast at gmail.com and just put book club in because I would love to get some comments. We're going to do it because there's value there. There's real value. I mean, I look at my, my journey. I, I listen to Matt Morris and Curry and a lot of other people who really got into books and reading and personal growth and personal development because this is a personal development business with a compensation plan attached. It is, but, but you can't knowledge without action leads to self delusion and you have to be aware of the yin and the yang of personal development. And that is the yin and the yang. 
knowledge without implementation can can lead to a really bad place. So some of you be listening to this two, three, four, or five years from now. The domain has been bought, cmgbookclub.com. Nothing there now, but maybe there will be. There, there will be. <laughs> Shelley's thinking, what do you mean maybe we're going to do this, Dale? Yes, we are going to do this. We are. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I would love your thoughts on that. Honestly, my real hope, my real hope, from this session is that a few of you, some of you, one of you will decide, I mean really decide to just break out and get to a place emotionally and psychologically that you've never been before. I've given you the three things you've got to focus on. Get to a place emotionally and psychologically that you've never been before. Many of you are listening to me right now. I know that you have all you will ever need to be an unstoppable network marketing team builder you have it all right now already you already know you already got it just let it loose get to a place emotionally and psychologically that you've never been before decide i'm going to be an unstoppable network marketing team builder and just go after your business like your life depends upon it you will have success This is Dale Calvert. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week on another session of the MLM Success Podcast. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, It helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.